I've never been a fan of the routine. I've never been a person other people can force into a thing. I mean, I'm peaceful. I'm loving. But I'm not like the others. I am not. I'm not like the others, and I will not fall in line with the others. When they're saying, this is normal. What you walked into is normal. What we built here is normal. And your reaction to it is wrong. That's not normal. No. No. Hey everybody, what's going on out there in the real world? How are you guys holding up? Are you guys, are you guys in the same boat as me right now? Where you're like trying to keep your shit together? Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been in a... I've, so I'm going to do... I always say, like, oh, I'm going to do things different today. Well, today I'm actually probably going to... You could say this episode is going to be different than other episodes. I just need to vent about where my life is because I had quite a day today. And... Um, the reason I'm just like unloading all my emotional baggage onto all of your ear canals today is because, well, a multitude of reasons. One, um, I have to get this shit off my chest because it's it's therapeutic. But two, I'm hoping I can get some insight and feedback to anyone listening just to see if any of you can relate to um, like similar mental and emotional like statuses because uh you know I had plans to do I I did a, a few I don't know phone interviews and I'm getting those edited down um but last minute I, I just didn't have time to finish those and then uh just a bunch of crazy shit happened in the course of one day and it's almost like you know, a bunch of antacid tablets and a glass of seltzer water where it's like, you know, maybe, a you know, one or two of those tablets representing, you know, stressors or situations in your life. Uh, you're able to handle them without the whole glass of water just bubbling over. But if you have too many of those, you're, you know, one's life can be quite overwhelming. So... I don't even know where to jump into this. Fuck. Uh, it just seems like... Okay, where do I even start? Um, I was just caught in this weird bout of depression with all these things that added and compounded on top of each other, right? So, already, I'm faced with all these dilemmas, right? Um, getting out into the real world again. And mainly just trying to figure out 
who I am now as a person and trying to like, you know, strategize what direction my life will be headed into now, you know, now that I'm, you know, on my own, being self-sufficient, supporting myself and trying to figure out a path or avenue that will make me happy while I'm still making an income, you know? So, you know, I've been insanely stuck inside of my head about just in complete uncertainty, right? What, like, is this job the right job for me? Um, where, where do I want my career to advance to? What are my goals? Is this major that I'm taking in school the right major for me? What will, you know, how easy will it be able to get a career once I complete, you know, schooling? Um, you know, getting offered a, a room for rent or an apartment is it too soon to move out of sober living? Um, you know, should I jump on this opportunity to move into this apartment because it's a really good apartment at a good price and it's hard to find affordable housing in, you know, the city of Santa Barbara. It's fucking expensive out here. You know, I pay 700 a month for sober living right now. And, um, and people are telling me that's fucking expensive, but it's like, it's the most affordable sober living I find. And you're sharing a bedroom with another person. So you're sleeping in the same room next to each other. It's like very little privacy. So all of that shit's going in my head. And, you know, I hate talking. I mean, I've been talking about rehab for fucking how long now? I mean, I did it. I keep saying, yeah, I did a 12 month program, but it's like I did. And now that I'm out, I'm trying to figure out where I fit into this world, you know? And so that's been playing in my head a lot uh, and stressing me out. And I tend to overthink things all the fucking time about it. Like all the fucking time. I'm like fearful of the future, which is something you shouldn't do. I should be living in the present moment and enjoying the present. But um, I think one of my biggest fears is... uh, being stuck in a, a, a job that's not satisfying, you know, I mean, pay-wise, it pays, my, my current job pays amazing, but I'm like, okay, do I want to do this the rest of my life? No. Well, if that's the case, what do I need to do down the road? What are my, what are these, what list of goals can I, you know, jot down to get to a place where I'm not like a starving artist or where I can eventually have, you know be a homeowner or not worry about bills or this or that or or where can I what can I do to fix my my mental perception so that I'm not constantly worried about those things in the first place cuz I mean yeah like what what can I do what what can I do that is just insanely you know gratifying of my soul but also you know uh accumulates me enough income so where I'm not worried about bills. What am I going to do? What is like, uh, that, that's the biggest thing is like, all right, what am I going to do now? Because, you know, now that I'm living this, this different life and I'm trying to be a different person, uh, and face all these challenges that I was constantly used to just running away from and avoiding, 
it's so it's so new to me. You know, I think that's one of the biggest challenges uh, people like myself face once they're reemerging into the the real world again. Is like, okay, how like who am I as a person? Trying to figure out who I am and trying to figure out the kind of person I want to be. Um, that's just been on my mind for the past couple weeks and, uh, and overthinking it and over worrying about it has not done me any good. You know, I know I've probably told you guys this before, but I was diagnosed with, uh, ulcerative colitis and stressing out over shit like this does not help my physical symptoms. You know, I was just like, I don't know if you guys know what ulcerative colitis is, but it's basically when your immune system thinks there's something there in the body it needs to attack that's not there, so it just attacks your digestive tract and you get massive inflammation in different parts of your digestive system and it just causes excruciating pain. So I had to go, <laughs> I had to freaking make like a dozen phone calls to like my my medical insurance, my primary healthcare physician, my gastroenterologist, just to get one uh, Zoom meeting appointment because they're not doing in you know in in-house appointments and getting like that under control so I'm like you know you know not in physical pain because like when when ulcerative colitis when you have a flare-up it feels like you're getting literally stabbed in the stomach it's not fun so I had to get that fixed and taken care of um, and that was frustrating I just wanted to just fucking strangle these people on the phone because it was like dude am I just about to go to the ER right now because this hurts um it just sucks so you know dealing with all of that um I ended up going on a vacation down in Newport Beach uh visited a a good friend of mine um you know shout outs B Casper she hit me up while she was in town she's like you want to hang out and I was like fuck yeah I want to hang out so I met up with her for a little bit throughout the day and got to see her hometown, which is fucking mind-blowing. The people down here live, like, a life I have only could imagine, you know? Um, but it, this was crazy, too. It's like, I let my parents know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I took a couple of days off. I'm going on a little vacation. I mean, I've been in rehab for 12 months. I deserve something, but... This is where my parents freak out. Every time I told them, yeah, I'm going down to L.A. for a couple of days or I'm going down here for a couple of days, I ended up, like, overdosing on drugs, crashing my car, and or getting arrested. That's my track record. So, obviously, my parents are constantly checking in on me. Like, are you okay? When are you coming back? When are you going back to sober living? Like, <laughs> how long are you gone for? Freaking, freaking the fuck out that I'm out on my own. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm okay. I'm not high on drugs. It's going to be okay. Uh, because I told them, yeah, I was like, I'm going to go down and meet, meet up with my friend. And then my, <laughs> well, I called my dad just to check in on him. And he's like, all right, I got to go. I got to go lay down. I don't feel good. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. I was like, holy shit. Like, that that phone conversation alone, I was like, Oh, so this is the effect I had on my family. The, I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I was a constant fuck up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. I, I'm, that's my fucking MO. My, that's my go-to is, you know, doing or attempting to do what normal people do 
and then just diving headfirst into chaos and almost destroying myself or getting locked up or just, you know, just ruining everything again. Oh, yeah, that's what I used to do. (laughs) So, of course, their muscle memory is like, oh, this is recipe for disaster. This is going to be very bad. So that realization was like, oh, fuck, dude. I had that. I've had that effect on them for so many years that when I'm trying to do things that normal people do to have fun, their <laughs> their past memory is like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't fucking do something stupid because <laughs> that's what I do. I do really stupid shit. Uh, so just remembering that, and now it's like, okay, well, I am on my own, so I have to, like, I need to be allocated opportunities to show the, my loved ones that I am able or capable of handling it and not, you know, reverting back into doing crazy shit. Um, because what am I, what am I going to do? Never go on vacation or never, uh, never fucking do anything fun. It's like, no, man, I gotta, there's gotta be, it's a two way street. There's gotta be some level of trust. So I'm on vacation, you know, I'm hanging out on like Newport Beach, Laguna Beach, Monarch Beach, you know, trying to zen out. And uh, today I got a, <laughs> this is so fucking weird. So today I, uh, I get, uh, I get, remember last episode where I talked about how I can't be dating right now? <laughs> well, well, my quote unquote higher power doubled down on that fucking arrow to the brain and I get a text from an ex and one of my ex-girlfriends um and she sends me a picture of a ring on her finger now mind you I'm not trying to like shame I'm not trying to ring shame anybody but this 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 looked like a, looked like uh it didn't look like an engagement ring I couldn't I, it didn't look, I was just like, okay, what, what is that? And she's like, oh, it's an engagement ring. And, um, you know, backstory, uh, you know, months and months prior, she had, uh, broken up with, uh, her boyfriend and had messaged me. We just broke up. You want to hang out? (laughs) Like I'm a, like I'm the rebound. (laughs) And, uh, And I'm like, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Uh, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Knowing our tumultuous past. Uh, yeah, I, and I'm busy anyway, so sorry. And so I got stuck in my head about that, like, oh, okay, so now they're back together and she's showing me a wedding ring. That's that's strange. So all I could just be, all I could say is like, oh, nice, congratulations, good for you. And, um, that's a long distance relationship. He's like in San Diego and she's like in Oceano. That's like fucking hundreds of miles apart. But I'm like, Hey, good on you, man. Or woman, woman, woman. I hope it works. I hope it works out for the best. You know, like I'm not trying to get involved with her. Uh, so that happened. Then I had another friend. That's a girl. Um, tell me that we should get married (laughs) on the same week. 
And this is a girl I've hooked up with in the past, but we've never been in a relationship. Like, you know, official boyfriend, girlfriend. But we've, we've hooked up. And she was like, yeah, we should get married. Like, we should just get married at the end of it all. Like, and I was like, no. No, 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 we, no, we should not. That's such a bad idea for so many fucking reasons. We, first of all, we shouldn't get married. And I, I can't, I, I'm not going to co-sign on that. <laughs> I'm not going to marry you. I'm sorry. Uh, that just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Uh, like you're younger than me to the point where I don't think you're realizing down the road that this is like marriage means for life. And uh, do you realize, could you, I, I was just foreseeing what a marriage would be like with this person, even five, if it lasted five, ten years down the road. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. I was like, do you, you really don't know me that well. And I, I only know things I've seen in your, in, you know, from your past behaviors. But uh, yeah, and she was like, she t- literally told me, well, she was like, well, I get what I want. And this is what I want. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but don't, isn't that a consensual thing? <laughs> don't two people have to tango and consent to this? And I'm not, I'm not down. <laughs> I'm not down. We've never even dated. And you just want to get married? Like, I'm cool with giving you relationship advice. But, uh, like, dude, I just got out of rehab. You just graduated a rehab and been in sober living for six, eight months, and you want to just get married? Like, what? What the fuck is it up with people just diving into marriage after getting clean for a year? <laughs> like, we oh oh we all have it together now. I don't know. That's just my two cents. If you can get married after that and stay together forever, and it's a great relationship, hey, fucking hats off to you, man. But I. With everything I just talked about, like still trying to figure out who I am and stuff, like why would I want to take on another human being right now with all my psychobabble bullshit going on in my head? I was like, do you really know the crazy, insane thoughts that go on in my head? <laughs> I was like, what the, fu- what the fuck is going on in my life? So that happened. And then I get a call from another friend who has been on the podcast and uh, and this was kind of sad because you know, you know, I answered and I was trying to catch up with him, and he's having some major health issues. Like his heart is not doing well. A lot of the drugs he abused and some of the prescription medications he can continues to take have just fucked up his heart. And from what he had told me, it sounds not so good. So that got me bummed out, and. Um, you know, I'm just trying to like, you know, talk him through it, not psych himself out. Because I mean, when I have health issues or any issues at all, I, I, I tend to jump to worst case scenario, especially health issues. Like do, just throwing that out there, don't web MD any symptoms you have, because it'll just come back showing that you're going to die the next day, <laughs> you know, not a good idea. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, talk him through it. And, um, he he mentions like he, he he assumed that I was living back up in my old hometown in San Luis Obispo, and I was like, no, no, I'm still in Santa Barbara, bro. He's like, well, you graduated rehab, and I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I did. That's true, um, but I didn't move back up. 
because he wanted to like hang out and I was like I'm not up there bro I live in Santa Barbara and I'm on vacation down down south um and he was trying to like be like well we should get a place man we should do this and that and I was like yeah I'm, I'm in sober living and I'm I'm not moving back up there I'm not gonna just quit the job I just got drop out of the school I've been going to and just relocate my life let alone relocate my life back in the hometown where pretty much everyone I know is strung out on drugs, the worst kinds of drugs. Like, this isn't like, you know, acid and mushrooms and fucking weed. They're all shooting up goofballs. It's like, you wouldn't think of it when you drive through San Luis Obispo, like, oh, this is a nice little town. But like, all my friends up there, we all shoot up heroin and meth mixed together. That was our shit. And that was our only shit towards the end. For me, I was like, that's all I want to do is mix heroin and meth, the two most insane drugs you can do. Oh, and we're going to combine them in a fucking syringe and inject both of them mixed together. It was just like, and it's so weird how nowadays in 2020, that's like the big issue is that. And fentanyl being spiked in everything. So fucked. I remember, God, right before, Right before I went to rehab, my buddy and I were driving around. He's like, I got to stop by my friend's house. And we walk in, and his homie's sitting at a desk with two piles of white powder on his desk. And he was like, he was all, he had this scared look in his eye. And my buddy was like, what the fuck is wrong? And he's like, dude, I forgot which pile of powder was Coke and which pile of powder is fentanyl. And I'm like, can't you just taste it? And he's like, I don't want to die. Because they were, they were racking up lines of Coke. And I, I swear to God, I think they were trying to cut fentanyl into the Coke. And uh, they were so high, they had literally forgot which was which. I think they were mixing it in, yeah. And they didn't they didn't know the, what ratio they had or, or anything. I'm like, you're going to kill people and go to jail for life. I was like, I got to go. I gots to go. This is fucking insane. Um, but back to the story with my friend. Uh, yeah, I was like, dude, I can't move back up there, dude. There's just no way. There's just no way I'm going back up there. First of all, I'm not quitting my job and uh, dropping out of the school just to move back into a, a, a place where, like, there's very little support group. You know, I have a good, so solid support group down here of people who are clean and want the best for me and help me through these weird situations that I, I somehow still find myself in. Like, I don't know how... I know there, there, ultimately there has to be a huge reason for all these scenarios being thrown at me like all at once. Um, it's because I'm being put to the test. The universe, I'll say, not higher power, fuck higher power. The universe is testing me to see where my head's at, to see where my stability's at, to see if I will go back into the, my old self mode and, and make the most wrong decisions ever. You know, but we're talking and he brings up another girl, another girl who, I can't 
can't believe I'm talking about this shit. I'm spilling major tea on my life right now. <laughs> Another girl who I had hooked up with in college back in the day, and she caught the feels, and uh, I was a chicken shit and didn't say, look, I'm not into you like that. We just kind of ghosted her. And uh, he was hanging out with her, and, and from what he's saying, and he brought me up and said, oh, Brian, or, you know, Unk is doing so good. He, he's in sober living now. I don't know why he brought this shit up, but apparently he was like, oh, and then she said, oh, well, he's a fuck up. (laughs) Oh, he's a fuck up. He just, he just had so many chances and he fucked it all up. And I was like, did you really know me that well? I mean, maybe you listen to the podcast (laughs) out there, girl who has this crazy resentment against me, but I'm like... Oh, people are talking shit about me up there? Shit. I didn't know I was that relevant in that town still. I've been gone for a year. But it definitely rubbed me the wrong way to the point where I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So that triggered me to the point where I'm like, okay, well, now you have to spill the rest of this tea. And and I want to know the details. Like, what else did she say? And what did you say? And then what did she say? And because it's like, I want to know what people are saying about me. I'm curious, you know, inquiring minds want to know this shit. Um, but anyway, it just came down to the fact that I don't know if she knew the details that I had gotten out of rehab and went straight into sober living, or maybe she thought I fucked up and got loaded in between the two. Mind you, this is a, this is a girl. Fuck, I'm spilling tea right now. Fuck. Okay, anyway, this is a girl who got released from 5150, went straight to my house, uninvited, and tried to throw herself at me and seduce me, and I turned her down and tried to get... Because she was literally talking about, like, spirits talking to her and telling her, like, future predictions of what's happening in the world and, and, and shit that, you know, most people would hear and be like, oh, oh, yeah, you definitely just got released from 5150, like... I need to get you out of my house and I will not sleep with you. <laughs> Which is crazy because I used to do things like that all the time. I used to be like, yeah, okay, let's have sex. You got released from 5150? Okay, fuck it. Uh, this is, a, yeah, the same girl. This is the same girl who, you know, I, does, just does cr- other crazy shit. And I'm like, okay, well, look. I pr- I'm now I'm thinking like, well, I probably didn't treat her the best in the past. Okay. So of course people are going to talk shit, but it also reminded me about like, even though I'm doing good for this year and I've made all this progress into becoming a better person, there are still going to be people out there that don't like me, that talk shit on me and judge me for my past and they don't care to know who I am now or the changes I've made or the type of person I'm aspiring to become, you know, that's going to be a part of my life. It's not like you get a year clean off of fucking heroin and everybody is just going to be like, Oh, you're doing such a good job. We're so proud of you. We all, for, we all, every single one of us forgives you for every single horrible thing you've ever done in your life. No, 
there's going to be people that I try to make amends to that I fucked over that are like, no, I don't forgive you. Fuck you. Don't ever talk to me again. Or even worse than that, they won't even acknowledge that you're trying to make an amends to them and they don't reply to you at all. So like the, the realization that I had such a horrible effect on people that, you know, I do care about. I was just so stuck in my own ways. And I was so focused on, I was so selfish, so selfish, so focused on myself and what I could do to get by and what I could do to come up on other people. And I was living in that self-seeking, selfish state for so long. What can I get? How does this affect me? Fuck everyone else. I'm only concerned about me. That had such a shitty impact on people who are fucking unfortunate enough to be around me that it's like you can't undo all the damage done. You just can't. I mean, I in a we're not in a perfect world and there's people that will not forgive me for horrible things I've done. Um and I just have to accept that. And I have another thing I realized because I was kind of just after all that shit happened, like I was talking about the Alka-Seltzer things, it was just like overwhelming. It was just like my glass of like stress levels was just overflowing. And I just got into a weird, deep, dark depression. And there was times when I was like by myself, stuck in my head, like what the, just like, just taking in all this different, like introspective things, like realizing like how shitty of a person I've been in the past and how many horrible things I've done in the past. And, um, and that even though, you know, I did this program and I did these things and I'm making efforts, there's still so much more work that needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not only is, do I have to stay strong through all of that? I have to really focus on the present and not future like dude I future trip like nothing fucking else I and I I have to constantly like on the daily have to step outside of myself and be like oh you're doing it again unk oh you're freaking out about about the future well, you know and now that I've calmed down a little centered my chi if you will it's like now I can be like oh dude to give yourself a fucking break. Don't be so hard on yourself. You have a full-time job that pays pretty fucking good with benefits to the point where you're going to have all the bills paid and have a little money to save at the end of the month. You know, you're getting A's in college. You know, you're working during a fucking pandemic where other people don't aren't able to work. You have a car, you have a roof over your head, you have food in your mouth, you have the basic essential needs, you have studio equipment to record podcasts and do this little fucking hobby project that you love, you know? But my negative Nancy ass loses sight of all that shit sometimes, right? And then I focus on all the shitty things happening in my life. And I so quickly lose track of 
gratitude. It's it's fucking mind-boggling, you know? It was so much easier to get in that good headspace when, you know... I'm in a program and I have staff and counselors and this or that or and my you know circle of friends constantly gassing me up and gassing each other up and then when we deviate or go astray you know you have trained professionals to like help you look at the world in a different light but then when you're on your own it's like oh you really have to utilize those tools on your fucking own you know um and yeah I mean you do I mean but at the same time, you can't do it alone, so you have to reach out to people. Uh, Shout-outs to Alexandra like for giving me that solid fucking talk uh, today. And my f- best friend in the fucking world, Zach, for helping me, you know, talking me through shit. Like, I am so fucking thankful I have good friends in my life, you know? Even when I'm putting myself in dumb situations... Like still not not as dumb or as self destructive, but still ones where I'm like, what what am I doing with my life? Like, like what the fuck is life even? <laughs> you know, like what does this all mean? Where am I headed? And it's like, I sometimes I'm just gonna have to be like, dude, I might not ever have the answers. You know, I yeah, and when I was stuck. Like, even the other week when I was going through all this uh, health issues and stressed out about all these other things, I I I told my mom I was just having really dark thoughts. Like, not good thoughts. You know, suicidal thoughts. Self-harming thoughts. Um, Because I was just like... I was just inept. I was unable to, like... I did not. I was not equipped properly at the moment with the tools to break myself away. Like, how do I live in a world where I don't abuse substances that help me just ignore all my problems? I was like, oh yeah, I have to face them now. I have to deal with them, and I have to do the uncomfortable thing, you know. And this isn't. I hate to spit recovery bullshit. Like this is. I'm not trying to preach recovery here. I'm just trying to vent and rant on where my head's at. You know, I had, you know, last episode was great war stories, and I have some more war stories to get done and have, you know, recordings with other guests on, but that's why I just wanted to make this episode about where my head is has been at at times and the challenges I've been facing now, you know, that I'm immersing into situations that most of the the rest of the world has to deal with. It's just so mind-boggling to me that other people even are able to deal with this shit. And I know a lot of you out there, and I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of friends out there, you know, with all this crazy shit going on where people are out of work and they're trying, they're struggling and their kids can't go to school and they have to be homeschooled and they're figuring out how to make ends meet. Um... A lot of other people are going through it too, worse so than me. I mean, I'm in a fucking hotel room in one of the richest cities in Southern California, and I'm going to drive back to my, you know, fairly cushy life. You know, I mean, I have issues just like everybody else, but, you know, they may be different. 
But I mean, I'm not homeless on the streets. I'm not strung out. Um, and I am alive and have an opportunity or a chance to make something of myself. And that's what Alexandra told me. She's like, dude, life is what you make it. You know, you can, the way way I see it now is like, if I'm going to perceive the world and focus on all the negatives, the brushstrokes in the way I perceive the world is going to be, like the world's going to be an ugly place. So it's been, that's been my biggest and toughest difficulty is like, reprogramming my mindset to learn how to be happy, you know? Because I was so used to being like, well, I'm unhappy. I'm going to go smoke weed. I'm unhappy. I'm going to go shoot heroin. I'm unhappy. I'm going to take a fucking pill. I'm unhappy. I'm going to go do anything I can to either distract myself or numb out or not deal with the issues that I've been putting on the back burner my whole life, you know? And I think that's the one thing that takes a lot of people out back into relapse, you know? A lot of people are ill-equipped to handle all those challenges. And when it becomes as overwhelming as they can be in one's life, when things hit you in, in waves, not just like one problem, but like a dozen problems, it becomes so overwhelming. People just tap out like, nope. I'm done. Can't handle all this. Maybe if it was just one of these issues, one at a time, but when they just concurrently happen after over and over and hit you in the face all at once, it can become unbearable. So I fucking sympathize with people who do handle that shit. Um, or, or struggle, struggle with it. And I'm inspired by people who are able to overcome it, you know? And that's why, you know, I I definitely, I do sometimes talk massive amounts of shit on the fellowship, A-A-N-A, because I love to pick apart all the flaws in any kind of structure or system, whether it's the government, whether it's, you know, the prison system, whether it's the school system, any institution or organized you know, system of like rule of order. I love to pick it apart and be like, well, look at all those flaws. Look at all that greed. Look at all that corruption. Look at all that fuck, fucked up fuck shit going on over there. This is why I will not conform to your stupid bullshit, you know, and follow your rules and your orders. I'm a free spirit, man. I'm a, <laughs> I, I go my own path, man. You know, peace and love, man, <laughs> and all the above, man. I love doing that because it's it's a it's a but at times it can be a total cop out to be like, well, now I can see that subconsciously I'm like, okay, well that's a lot of work, really. So here are a list of reasons why I'm not even going to try. You know, that's what I'm also realizing. Where it's like, oh, I mean, I I, I could just point out the bullshit and everything, or I could just give it my all and when I'm struggling, reach out to friends to help me push through and persevere through the fucking tough times because life isn't fucking, isn't cushy. You know, life can be fucking painful and it, and it's not convenient. It's life isn't convenient where it's like, well, we're going to be, we're going to like soothe the blows and we're going to not hit you all at once with all these problems. 
at once we're going to hit you in little waves. Like, no, life comes at you sometimes super hard with a bunch of crazy shit at once, and that's fucking life, you know? But I get it. I get why people can't handle it. I get why some people pull the trigger and kill themselves. I get why some people go back and relapse and overdose because they're like, they don't know how to find their identity without drugs. I am struggling with it. You know, I'm struggling to figure out who I am and how to handle all this shit in ways that I wasn't ever handling it before. I, I fucking get it, you guys, because I'm going through it right now. And um, I'm just hoping that I continue to, like, take a step back, take a step outside of myself, breathe or meditate or listen to music or do whatever I need to do to let that emotional, you know, exhaustion pass over me like a tidal wave. And then I can calm down, regroup and recenter and, you know, attack it head on with, you know, the better mindset. That's really all I can do at this point, you know, and not think I have it that bad because ultimately I don't have it that fucking bad, you know, compared to so many other people that have families or who are still in active addiction or who are on the verge of you know, self-harming, um, you know, it's just so easy for me to be like, I'm this many years old and this is where my life's at, where, you know, I had all these expectations where, well, my life should have been here. Like, and this, that's another thing I do. I so easily, like even in being in this town, I compare myself to other people like, wow, look how their lives are. And look at you, (laughs) the fucking, the recovering junkie with the fucking the giant handbag of insane stories that people people literally message me and they're like, fuck, I was a junkie. I, I look at your stories and I'm like, fuck, you're fucking crazy. And, you know, a part of me takes pride in that. I'm like, well, if you're going to do something, <laughs> go all the way. But at the same time, look where it got me. I'm like, there's not a big reward at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> Except documenting my you know, my fucking, like, my progress to becoming a stronger person, you know. Sorry for that rant, you guys, but fuck, that, that's basically, in a nutshell, that's been what is on my mind, all those different things. And, um, yeah, I get paranoid about shit. I'm like, Someone smokes weed around me, and I'm like, oh, am I going to pass a drug test now? The secondhand smoke? Fucking, they're smoking a joint on the sidewalk. There's open air everywhere. But a little bit of the fume, I smelled it. It smells really strong. (laughs) Am I going to still pass a drug test? WebMD that shit? Uh, And, yeah, that's another thing. Is like, dude, living in fear is not the fucking business, man. Living in fear, living in regret... Living in, it leads to me living in resentment and resenting everything around me. Like, fuck everybody. I hate the whole world. Don't give me the nuclear launch codes because I will destroy the human race. I fucking hate everybody. I mean, I think everybody feels that way sometimes, but it's just like the goal is to, to 
process through it and then regain some kind of love for humanity because then if you don't, then what are you going to do? You're going to be a bitter fuck all the time and no one wants to hang out with a bitter fuck all the time. Um, But yeah, like that's my main objective is living in the present, doing everything I can for that day to be as productive as possible and aspire to be happy because ultimately I don't give a fuck I mean, if I had to choose between wealth or happiness, yeah, happiness, man. I just think, you know, with the way capitalism is run right now, there's this such an illusion through, like, propaganda and media, right, that, that tricks us into thinking, like, monetary wealth and material, material possessions is equatable to happiness, and it's not, man. Like, yeah, we can go on shopping sprees and you get a temporary, like, little dopamine rush off that, but that doesn't last. Happiness is, like, internal, like, and you have to work on it. You know, like, I, I've i heard so many stories about fucking wealthy millionaires or billionaires who are just miserable, you know? But yet we're on this rat race chasing that dollar bill. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe... Maybe one day I'm going to just fucking buy an RV and I'm going to fucking go on the road, podcast on the road. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. But for right now, and that's another thing is like, yeah, I had this big talk with my friend. Like, is it the right time to move out of sober living into an apartment? I got this sick ass opportunity to move into this room. It's a really nice apartment. It's just a little bit more than what I'm paying at Sober Living. But I get my own room. It's nice and quiet. Get my privacy. Get some more freedoms. I don't have to get approved to go on a two, three-day pass. You know, I don't have to deal with people who don't do their chores or deal with people that steal my food or a house manager that I can never find or never get a hold of when I need him for something. You know, I don't have to deal with this or that. But it's like, oh, the accountability is all on me now. Like, I don't have the the pressure of possible drug tests to hold me back. So if I'm having a rough day like this, and I'm out on my own, and something's presented in front of me, whatever, fucking syringe, fucking tab of acid, alcoholic beverage, joint, what have you, you know, uh, will I still do the right thing and turn it down? You know, um, and that's a healthy, I mean, I don't know if it's a healthy fear, but it's like, that's another thing on my mind. Like, am I ready to leave sober living? How long should a person stay in sober living before they venture out on their own? You know, I've done communal living for 12 months with like 40 plus people. And now I'm in a, but, but at least inpatient, there is so much structure and so much like enforced rules. Sober living, it's like that communi- that communal living with all these people, but the structure's on us. Now it's on us to fucking carry it out. And I mean, at times, not a lot of people carry it out, you know? And that's scary to me too. So it's like weighing my options. Well, if I have a shitty house manager who doesn't enforce rules, who's not drug testing like anybody, barely... 
when we have a huge influx of more dudes in the house and there's fucking two people per room, sometimes three people per room, are they going to catch on and be like, dude, this guy's not testing us. I'm going to try and get away with some shit and then have to deal with people relapsing in my house and being around people loaded. Or do I go get my own place and have my privacy? But the, the fucking, on the flip side, I'm alone in my own thoughts more often. I have to reach out to people through phone. It's harder to get to meetings. Or this, or that. And I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer of whether it's like, should I move out or should I not move out? It's just something I really need to think about. You know, either way, whether I'm, if I stay in sober living longer and turn down this opportunity to move into an apartment, or if I move in this apartment, either way, the, you know, the responsibility still lies on me to make the right decisions and do the right thing. And to, you know, when I am feeling weak or where I am feeling temptation slip in or old behavior or old thoughts or old mentalities or perceptions that I turn that around and do the right thing, reach out to someone, contrary action, all that shit. Um, so I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry for ranting for a full hour about that almost but uh no these are just the things that weigh on my mind and I am sure that these are the kinds of things that go through the minds of other people when they get out of an inpatient or when they move out of sober living or the people who get clean and are in early recovery and do it without inpatient or sober living and literally get clean but they're still like dealing with life while getting clean and addressing all this shit like I'm sure a lot of you out there who struggle with whether you're in recovered or whether you're abstinent or whether you're in active addiction, I'm sure these are the types of things that also go through your head. I, I mean, and if they aren't, please like, or if they are, please send a, you know, send me an email or a message and be like, yeah, you know what? I heard what you talked about in the last episode and I just want to say, yeah, I go through that or I, you know, I also go through this or that. I'd love to have a conversation. It's been super hard, you know, with my life, 40 hour, 40 plus hour work weeks, get home, do a shit ton of homework, try and do some, you know, this or meetings or, or this or that. And at the end of the day, I'm fucking spent, you know, um, and sometimes I get overwhelmed, like with the, with that, and on top of like staying on top of messages, I get overwhelmed with all of it, you know. Uh, and sometimes I just have to tap out and take a break from social media, and take a break from because it's like, dude, social media is kind of bullshit, you guys. Like, it, it it's just the validation station is all it is. It's just look at me, look at me, and I do the same shit. Look at me, look at my podcast. And then people compare, like, oh, look at that person's life. Oh, look at that person's life. And then the monetary gain people get from that, it's another rat race in itself. So sometimes I'm like, dude, social media is too much for me. I got to tap out. I got to take a break from it. So my apologies if sometimes I'm not completely, you know, present on social media. And I suck at social media anyway. I mean, let's not... Let's not fucking kid ourselves. I fucking suck at social media. I mean, and running a podcast solo by myself, recording it, 
venting, finding topics, getting guests, doing the audio editing, you know, preparing the fucking audio file, ID3 tags, all that, getting it up there and promoting it on social media, all on one, one lone junkie is, is a little challenging, a little bit. So, fuck, I need to vape after that, you guys. What the fuck did just come out of my brain? And this is me. In a fucking hotel. By myself. <laughs> like, what am I doing? What is my life? I hope, I hope at least 15% of what I just said... It makes sense to at least someone out there. <laughs> These are the fucked up thoughts that go through my head, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but with that, dude, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> this is my dysfunctional life. I love you guys, um, but I need your guys' help. I need your guys' help to support the podcast. Not financially, like not never financially, but it just like, you know. Help, 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 help a brother out on social media. <laughs> like, like our, like what little posts I have on Instagram. Uh, you know, you know, send me a message on any of the things, please to fucking, f- please for the love of God. If you made it this far, first of all, I salute you. But if you made it this far, please, can we get a, a iTunes review? I, I can't freebase anything but iTunes reviews now, you guys. Please. It's like my... I need some dopamine. iTunes reviews give me some dopamine. (laughs) Please. Uh, You know, email, uh, Facebook reviews. What little you guys can do. Little click on your phone or little tap-tappy on your keyboard. You know? Hook, (laughs) hook Hook a poor junkie up with some fucking serotonin. But with that, I hope you guys are doing well out there. And I hope this episode in particular, like, makes you not feel so alone. Because fuck, when when I'm in it, like, dude, I feel like when I was in that depressive state for those days or those certain days or those times of the week, I felt so fucking alone to where I was like, dude, I should just, (laughs) dude, I had some dark thoughts. I was like, dude, I should just fucking put a bullet in my head. And, and then, you know, saying that to another recovering junkie, like, I remember one of my friends was like, dude, if you're going to kill yourself, you should fucking overdose. <laughs> it's painless. Put a bullet in your head. That's like an activist statement. Like, no, just fucking go out fucking painlessly. But I'm not going to kill myself, you guys. I'm good. But I think we all have thoughts where we're just like, dude, I just want to give up right now. But right now, currently, especially after ranting all that, I feel like I can take on the next day. Um, so there is hope for me, you know. Uh, <laughs> so morbid, my sense of humor. Whatever, guys, I'm out. I fucking love the fuck out of you guys. I wish I could hug each and every one of you. I don't give a fuck about social distancing. I'm going to, if you guys get to see me, meet me, wherever I am in this world, I'm giving you a fucking huge hug. And, uh, you know. One day, one day that'll happen, but I'm out of here. Hope you're all doing well, and as always, peace, love, and all the above. Who am I 
lies I'm not afraid to let go You decide if you're ever gonna let me know Yeah, suicide if you ever try to let go uh. I'm sad, I know, yeah I'm sad, I know, yeah Who am I? I'm not afraid to let go You decide if you're ever gonna let me know Yeah, suicide if you ever try to let go uh. I'm sad, I know, yeah I'm sad, I know, yeah but there are days, I would imagine, there are days when, when it's like, when it's close, when it's like this close to like, oh, I remember. I remember what my mind was before the thing happened that ruined my mind. I remember who I am now. And I don't gotta sleep on the sidewalk by the gun store in order not to kill myself. But then, 